Hey everyone, my name is Brennan Patrick, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Before we get into our normal scheduled audio like entry uh, situation, I just wanted to start off the episode and say that we are going to be talking about something that's a little bit heavier than our normal kind of conversation. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hot Still by Nina LaCour, and this book uh, has a lot of conversations about suicide. And if this isn't something that you would like to listen to, I would definitely shut the podcast off. And also, before I start the episode, I wanted to share some information about um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And the crisis text line is 741741 in the U.S. And you would text HOME. And the Trevor Lifeline for LGBTQ plus youth is 1-866-488-7386. And um, again, if this isn't something that you would like to listen to because of the seriousness of the topic, then I would definitely tune into a different episode. But uh, yeah, you're listening to the Superlip Podcast. like that, so I hope it was done okay um, in a reverent way. Um, I know that we normally only talk about books that seriously focus on LGBTQIA youth, um, and uh, <laughs> normally I do, I guess, more research into the books before I start reading them uh, to make sure I'm not uh, committing time to a project and then the you know, the thing not having uh, the proper, how do I say, the proper amount of LGBTQIA persons in it. So usually we talk about books that have, like, forefront, main character, the book is about them. Um, I actually thought that Hold Still was about specifically uh, a person in our family, if you will. Uh... And uh, it isn't, but <laughs> the girl's best friend, um, Dylan, that she gets uh, throughout the story, that she develops like a friendship with in the story, she is, um, from what it seems, a lesbian. She could be bi, but um, she's a lesbian. Uh, from what I've seen in the book, uh, I could be wrong. I would love if Nina could correct me if I'm wrong, um, but... Again, just for reference, we were talking about Hold Still by Nina LaCour, and I believe this is like the 10th anniversary, um, I almost said episode, wow, could you imagine? Uh, This is the 10th anniversary edition of this book, and um, I believe I read near the end of either year one, I think it was last year, 
that near the end of the year, I read a book by Nina LaCour, and honestly, um, I think it's a We Are Okay. Um, literally, such a beautifully written book. Yeah, We Are Okay. Uh, such a beautifully written book. Nina's style of writing is just like, oh my god, so descriptive, but not in a way that's like overly descriptive and it makes it seem like, oh, this is like too much. It like the way it's done is just. Um, superb <laughs> if I if that if I can just say superb as a descriptive um, but this book is it's pretty heavy content it seems like that's what Nina is really good at writing um, and I'm I, I I really like hold still I'm just gonna start off with that um, hold still is uh, I'll just I'll read the back of the book to you before I go any further. Dear Caitlin, there are so many things that I want so badly to tell you, but I just can't. That night, Ingrid told Caitlin, I'll go wherever you go. But by dawn, Ingrid and her promise were gone. Ingrid's suicide immobilizes Caitlin, leaving her unsure of her place in a new life she hardly recognizes. A life without the art, the laughter, the music, and the joy that she shared with her best friend. But Ingrid left something behind. In words and drawings, Ingrid documented a painful farewell in her journal. Journeying through Ingrid's final days, Caitlin fights back through the unspeakable loss to find renewed hope. Hold Still is the stunning debut that launched Nina LaCour, the award-winning author of We Are Okay. LaCour's breakthrough novel brings the changing seasons of Caitlin's first year without Ingrid to the page in an indelible, with indelible emotion and honesty. Um, that's the episode. We're done. I, <laughs> I can't, I know like you read a, like the back of her, like a book sleeve and, uh, you're like, oh yeah, this, like, this is great. It sounds amazing. And then you read it, you're like, yeah, this is a great book. Or, I mean, hopefully I think that's what happens when you read a book. Um, I've never really had the instance where I was like, wow, this, the book sleeve was lying to me. Um, the back of this book, because I have a paperback edition, which, P.S., the artwork on this is amazing. Um, the cover art is by Adams Carvalho. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, um, but literally beautiful artwork. I'm pr- I want to say that they did um, We Are Okay, like the cover art for that as well. I could be wrong, but... Um, Literally, when I picked up this book, it's like a peachy, orangey color with blues like the, and black. Like, those are the, the colors in it. And it's so beautiful. Um, but uh, I wanted to... Am I seeing something for the first time? Yeah, I think I am. Okay, so there's, like, beautiful illustrations throughout the book. And... One of the first ones when you open it is... It's in the same, like, color palette of the black, the peach, and the blue. Um, it's in a movie theater with, like... looks like tree growth in there. It's really beautiful. But anyway, um, I wanted to include this in our, you know, discussion of queer literature because Dylan, the character that's in this book, is not not necessarily the main character in any way, but she is in a large portion of the book, and I think that she is such a great character in the book, and she's so, like, spunky, but, like, very kind, but she knows that if something is upsetting to her, she either confronts it or 
she's just like, okay, whatever, fuck this. And I think that's something that, like, I feel like everyone could use, where it's like, okay, if, if this thing is hurting me, I need to just cut it off. And if it comes back to me, or if, like, the person apologizes to me, or if, like, they make the thing right, I can get past it. But, like, Dylan is such an amazing character because, you know, Caitlin is obviously going through something, and it's something that only Caitlin can really go through, like, alone. She can obviously reach out to people that this affected, but... I think something like this you can only really go through by yourself. Um, And I know that sounds really dark, but I think with certain emotional things, you have to work through them yourself. And, like, obviously going to therapy or, like, talking to a professional about how it's making you feel is always amazing, too. But sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes the person needs to work through it themselves. And I think Caitlin... As much as, like, her parents tried to make her go to therapy or try to, like, break her out of her shell or, like, try to get her to talk about what she's feeling and what she's going through, Caitlin can't really do anything but work through it herself. And Dylan sees that because Dylan has also faced not specifically someone dying of suicide, but... uh, someone dying in her life and she understands that you know eventually you're going to talk about it or you're going to have to but you're going to have to go through this thing yourself and the way that Dylan is a quote unquote supporting character but like fully fledged not as much as Caitlin because obviously the story is about Caitlin and you get to read like Caitlin's inner thoughts But, like, Dylan is such a great character, and I like that... uh, I I really appreciate that Caitlin finds this person, and Dylan's relationship with her girlfriend is never like a... (gasps) It's like a, oh, yeah, okay, cool, great. And then it's like, Caitlin's like, wait, was I being too enthusiastic? Like, oh, my God, I don't want to seem like a weirdo for being like, yeah, cool, you're you're, you're dating a woman, that's fine with me. But it's very interesting... um, their dynamic and it's just like immediately accepted and then it's like oh god am I being a dork for being too like woo about this um cause Jelen is such like a cool kid if you will um and it's funny reading this book I was thinking of um of We Are Okay as I'm reading it just because I'm trying to think of like Nina's writing style and it's different but it's the same in the way that like the writing style is Nina's, obviously, but she, it's not, like, copy and pasted the same kind of, like, this is the same voice. Um, Both stories are about, you know, young women going through something um, unimaginable, honestly, and I think the way that Nina does it, there's such a care in the way that the the characters go through it. I just feel like it's such a... It's an interesting story, and the way that it is written is so realistic, I think. And it it feels like it's, like, an actual thing. Like, you're you're getting... Not, like, a story, perhaps. And the thing is, so at the back of the book, uh, in my edition, there's, like, notes from the author, 
And it's, she talks about how a young man in her freshman year of high school um, died and how it, it really affected her for the rest of her life. You know, she thought about it while she was giving a speech while she was graduating from high school like that. And it, it really stuck with her. And I, I believe that's what like formed this book. Um, and it really, Oh, of course my computer just stopped making a sound. So everything's going to be like, shh. Um, but Nina's attention to details and the, the way that she handles this story, because it's such a specific thing, is really amazing, and I think she did a fantastic job giving this story lightness as well as, you know, giving the... How do I say this? I don't want to say it's like a super drab book. I did cry, and I keep crying at the cafeteria when I talk to people about this. Um, I work in a mall, and I was in the food court. I call it the cafeteria, um, because clearly I'm in high school, and... I was reading this because I went into work like an hour early and I was sitting there and I was getting to like near the end of the book. Some of uh, Ingrid's journal entries are like, they're really hard to read. The thing about this book is that there's a lot of content that is, I don't want to say hard to swallow because I feel like that's not reverent to like the, the kind of topic that it is, but it's hard to take in and I didn't pick up this book and go, oh, it's going to be like sunshine and rainbows because like clearly uh, it's it's spoken about on the, you know, I, I read the, the book sleeve, if you will, uh, and it's a very serious topic and the way that Nina handles it is amazing. But some of Ingrid's uh, like notes in the journal are like really difficult to read and it's clear that like this person is going through something and you know, uh, Caitlin starts going through the, like, motions of, like, I could have stopped this as soon as she starts reading this journal. I could have stopped this. This is my fault. I should have seen. I should have taken better care of my friend. And it's, it's just, like, a lot of information to take in. But seeing this person's growth from, like, the beginning of the book where there's not, this, this person is really damaged by what happened to the end of the book where, you know, they're feeling like they can actually, they realize that they can, like, start to go on uh, without feeling like this thing is going to define them for the rest of their lives. And it's just, the I, I hate when I'm talking about a book and I'm like, I can't say anything better than the book, the writing is great. But Nina did such an amazing job with this book, and I I wanted to, I wonder when this book actually came out. Um, do 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 do. When did this come out? Two thousand nine. Yeah. So this is. Wow. Okay. So this is literally a ten year edition. That's amazing. But no, I think uh, this is such a special book, and I I, I completely understand that the main character isn't an LGBTQIA person, but I'd like to think that I am allowed this one, <laughs> this one uh, grace because it is something that in our community, especially with um, younger people that we deal with, uh, suicide with LGBT kids is, you know, it, it, 
it's very serious. Uh, it's serious in general, but you know, it's something that plagues our community. And I like that even though this story isn't specifically about an LGBTQIA person, I like that um, they included at the back of the book, um, like a the Trevor Lifeline for LGBTQ youth. I, I just felt like that was really important. And I think that the way that this book is handled is really superb. And I think that the story is really amazing. And I think that the, you know, the overarching story and just the characters are really good. And it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, it's, again, it's from Caitlin's point of view and she's figuring things out as she goes. And it really, I think displays the stages of grief without, they only bring up the stages of grief once and someone brings it up and they're like, I think you're in the stage of anger right now. And Caitlin doesn't know how to respond. She's, I I mean, I wouldn't know either. But mostly because self-reflection is very difficult for me. (laughs) I will say that. But the the thing is, this book is definitely, it has the stages of grief in it without full-on, like, you know, spraying it all over the table that it's like, this is the stages of grief. It's, you know, it, it, it talks about it without actually, like, talking about it. And... You know, it's it's just such a beautifully written book, and the artwork in the book is so good. Um, and, you know, Ingrid's passages, like her journal entries, are, like, they're really difficult to read, but they're also, like, it's just, like, near the end of them. I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, some of the end ones are, like, really... Like, that's what really got me <laughs> crying in the in the cafeteria, if you will. Um, crying in the club. But, yeah, I, I, again, I know it's not specifically... I feel bad about this, because I normally... Uh, I truly pride myself in only reading books for the podcast about LGBTQIA people. Um, and I, for some reason, because... Almost all of the other authors that we've read, if they have another book out and, like, one of their books is queer, you know, chances are the next one are going to be queer. And because the last one that I read from Nina, I feel like it... Oh, my God, am I, am I just, like, coming upon a, like, conclusion that We Are Okay is not queer? No, I definitely think it was. I think it was. If I'm remembering correctly, it was. Anyway... It was. Okay, here I am. Sorry. I'm caught up. I remember now. (laughs) There's a beach kissing scene. Anyway, um, but I figured that this one would be also under the umbrella of the queer family, and it's not that it isn't. It is, uh, but not in the way that we are used to here on this podcast, so I apologize for this not being a specifically queer story but I still felt that it was important to bring, you know, a light to this book because it is such a special book. Um, and the topic is something that I think we all understand is serious and it is something that, you know, needs to be handled in a certain way. And we've had specific own voices, queer stories about suicide um, on this podcast before, Sean David Hutchinson with uh, Queer Face. Oh my God, am I forgetting the name of his? I love this book too. 
Oh my god, I called it queer face. <laughs> it's a fucking brave face, Brendan. <laughs> I truly called it queer face. Uh, brave face. Wow, I'm a dumbass tonight. I'm recording at 1.32 a.m. Um, for you, those of you that don't know, uh, I work retail. As I said, I work in a mall. And um, we just had Black Friday and Thanksgiving and, like, the deals and sales afterwards. And I'm, like, not fully recuperated. This Tomorrow will be my first day off that I've had, and I think, in a little over a week. And normally I'm, like, very fine to handle that. It's just, like... The past two weeks have been very stressful, and um, reading Nina's story actually was very calming, even though it's a very distressing topic. It was very calming to read, but uh, we've we've spoken about suicide in books and our podcast before with Brave Face by Sean David Hutchinson, and I I think it's something that is important to talk about um, because mental health is extremely important. And I think it goes beyond, like, self-care, getting facials. You know, it's it's more than that. And especially here on this podcast, I want us to be able to talk freely about this. But I also, at the same time, want this to be a safe space for people to listen to, you know, stories about queer people. And that's kind of like the roundabout, like, why this podcast exists. But at the same time, you know, I think Hold Still, I think Nina Clore... <laughs> the I think Nina LaCour's work is worth looking at, um, especially if you like really well-written. I don't want to say it's like stream of consciousness. Consciousness? There we go. Because it definitely isn't. But it's just, it's written very, like there's a flow to it, and it's very easy in terms of like the writing to like read. And I, again, I've said this in multiple episodes. When I say something's easy to read, I don't mean that it, like there's no meat to it. Um, to say that about Hold Still would be, you know, a disservice to Hold Still and to Nina's work. Um, but Nina's work is, I don't want to say easy to read. It's just like, it's, it's enjoyable to read. I guess I should phrase it that way. It was very enjoyable to read and it's written very eloquently and it handles a very serious topic and a very beautiful way. And, you know, I... I'm sad that it's so short, but, like, also at the same time, I, I liked the length of this book, and I am thankful that Nina, that, first of all, I'm thankful that this book got a 10th, like, you know, 10-year anniversary edition, because I wouldn't have known about it, and sometimes the older a book is, the harder it is to find it, and this was printed this year, so it's really great that this was given another you know, run through. And also, again, the artwork is so good on that. It's something I want to talk about more on the podcast. I am very much a proponent of, I guess that's the right word. <laughs> hey, Siri, what does proponent mean? Proponent means a person who advocates a theory, proposal, or project. That's me. I'm a proponent of um, books themselves. <laughs> um, I can play, Sophie is really great with audiobooks. It's Never really my jam. Um, I really want to get more into it. We do have, like, a an Audible, you know, subscription thing. And I would like to, you know, join Sophie in reading... Reading? Wow. Listening to these books that we've read uh, together. And I just want to hear, like, what she's hearing. Um, especially because, like, 
sometimes I feel like that might be easier. But I'm also really bad at listening to podcasts in the car when I'm driving. I have to, like, sit down and do everything. So, like, sitting down and reading is my thing. And I feel like sitting and listening for me, like, I I haven't been able to figure it out yet. I really want to do it in the coming year because I really want to get into it. Um, And uh, also, I really want to hear some of the voice actors that that have been picked out for these books because, like, I've spoken, we've spoken to authors and like, oh my God, this person's doing the audiobook. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, why are we excited? Well, who is this person? Um, because I don't know anyone's names ever, but I really want to get more into that. And moral of that story is I really like having like solid copy books and I'm really glad that I picked this up because, um, the artwork in this book is beautiful and I think it really is important to the story because they talk about Ingrid's artwork and her like handwritten journal entries. And I think seeing the handwriting and seeing the illustrations and like that part of the story is really important and integral to the story. And I think that it's important for certain medias to be displayed in certain ways. Um, Sophie and I have spoke about that on the Patreon account before where like certain comics like, online comics don't necessarily translate well into, like, I guess, like, re- like real-life, like, be- paper-bound, like, comics um, because of some of the media that's displayed with them. Um, some comics will have, like, music playing. You know, this book has illustrations in it that you don't necessarily get with an audiobook. Um, but with an audiobook, you do have someone reading to you, and also, the voice acting is really great, and sometimes that really, like, lends to the story. So, I would be interested if to see if, like, this book comes in audiobook form, and also if they gave Ingrid a different voice than they give Caitlin. Just a thought. But yeah, I have nothing else to say, really, other than I, I think this is a, you know, superb book. Nina's writing style is astounding. I'm always floored by it. She has other books out if you're interested in her work. Um, you can get the just the, wow, I already fucked up. The Disenchantments, Everything Leads to You, We Are Okay, and You Know Me Well, which also is with David Levithan. Is it? Yeah, Levithan. Okay, I don't know how you'd mispronounce that. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand it was a little bit different the way that we started out, but I wanted to give people the opportunity to, you know, uh, I guess step out of this episode if this kind of conversation isn't for them. Um, because I know that this is a very heavy topic and I know it's very specific. And just in case, um, you didn't hear me do it before, I want to do this again because it's important for me that, um, it is, in the podcast, at least more than once, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. The Crisis Text Line is 741741, and you would text HOME to that, and that's in the U.S. And then the Trevor Lifeline for the LGBTQ youth is one 488 7386. Um, I just wanted to get that out there again, just in case. Um, 
And uh, I really, I appreciate when authors put stuff like that in there um, because it's really important, especially with this kind of topic of book, uh, to include that kind of resource. And I think it really is helpful um, to have something like that. And I really appreciate it. And Nina, I would love to just talk to you about any of your books ever if you ever wind up listening to our podcast. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I'm sorry. This is like a more somber episode. I know we normally talk about like, you know, people kissing, um, but I know this is this is a different kind of topic, and uh, I hope that it wasn't too heavy for you guys. But uh, definitely go out and get "Hold Still" by Nina Lacour. It's a really beautiful title, and um, yeah, my name is Brandon Patrick, and you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Yeah.